Welcome to Food and Founder, where we talk all things recruiting, hiring, business, and entrepreneurship. I'm Caroline Pennington, your host. Today, I have Carly Winnis with me. Carly is a Florida employment lawyer and founder of the Winnis Law Firm, where she helps businesses and HR professionals engage in preventative steps to navigate tricky issues with employees and help companies comply with the employment laws in order to avoid wrongful termination lawsuits. So welcome, Carly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. So I'd love to hear the story. I know when we originally met, you mentioned that you started your legal career as a litigator. And since then, you've transitioned into being becoming an employment lawyer. I'd love to hear the story behind that. Yes, absolutely. So I started my legal career in a huge law firm of 500 plus attorneys. It was a litigation firm. And actually, very early on, I started handling employment cases. So I've been handling employment law and and HR type cases from the beginning of my career, uh, mostly doing strictly litigation. So I partnered up with another attorney there, and we handled wrongful termination type claims, failure to properly pay, just different things that the company was doing um, that was illegal. And I really enjoyed the work because there is a way to prevent the litigation in the first place. If the employer is complying with the employment laws, it creates a better work environment for the employee. The employee is more likely to stay working there. There's less turnover. There's increased morale, increased productivity, and lower costs to the company. So I really liked that aspect in the sense that both sides could really work together for purposes of a beneficial outcome. So more recently, I transitioned away from the uh, big uh, litigation company and I opened my own practice, the Wanos Law Firm. It's a Florida employment law firm. So I'm still doing employment law, but I'm focusing more on uh, consulting and preventative steps that companies and their management teams can take in order to um, educate their training, their hiring managers and their frontline managers on the employment laws. Um, a lot of the litigation cases were coming across my desk and the companies were like, how did we get here? We didn't realize, you know, they were unknowingly violate, violating the employment law. So really, I have found that the education piece um, is key. That was going to lead to my next question. Do, do companies come to you as a reactive in a reactive scenario, like something's come up or is it more proactive? And how can human resources and leadership within companies partner best with an employment attorney? It depends. A lot of companies come in their reactive sense. They've already been sued. They're already in the lawsuit. um, And there's less options at that point. So what I recommend is reaching out to an employment lawyer, finding one that you like within your state and put them on speed dial. So that way they can walk you through these preventative steps. They can perform the training that your team needs. They can give you the education. And a lot of employment lawyers, like what I do is I perform what I call a legal HR audit, where I take a deep dive into the company's policies and practices and identify certain things that they may not be doing correctly. And also let them know certain things that they can put in place to, you know, do correctly and better protect the company going forward. A lot of companies don't realize that they need to comply with the employment laws for individuals who don't yet work for the company, like people who you haven't hired yet, job candidates, people who you are interviewing. Um, So it's, again, going back to that educational piece, it's it's really important, in my opinion, to work with an employment lawyer beforehand, uh, before you're stuck in litigation, you, you have more options at that point. 
You bring up a great point about that because you're right. The employment experience with the candidates that are interviewing for the jobs or in process, they have to be compliant with all the rules. And that would be hard to keep up with unless you had a professional like yourself to partner with of knowing which direction is right and wrong. Absolutely. And and I have on-demand trainings on my website. I also do customized trainings depending upon the company and the business needs. Um, but the management team is on the front lines. They're the ones conducting these interviews, having the interactions with their employees. And if they don't know that you shouldn't ask what year the candidate graduated college, or you shouldn't ask if they plan on having children soon, or if they're pregnant, or things like that, um, you, the company could really easily end up in a lawsuit un- unknowingly, really, because the person doing the hiring was not aware. Hiring can be the wild, wild west sometimes. And how can companies train their managers better to become more compliant with the law? And how often should they be doing these trainings? So what I start with in my trainings is I really like giving real world examples of things that come up because you can tell them about the laws but they don't need to be experts in the law. They just need to know certain red flags, certain things to look out for, cer- certain do's and don'ts. Um, so in, in my trainings, I go through different scenarios that have come up in my cases. Personally, um, confidentially, of course, I'm not disclosing any confidential or identifying information. And just giving them an idea of these things could potentially come up and this is the proper way to handle it. So do's and don'ts. Are you married? Are you having kids soon? What year did you graduate? Do you have child care for your kids? Something as easy as uh, the workplace requires you to be here at 7 a.m. I noticed you have young children. Are you going to be able to get here on time? Something like that could potentially cause a problem for a manager who's not properly trained. Asking questions about prior salary. So we know that there are certain laws recently that have come up where you are limited in that regard. Um, you know, and, and the list goes on and on. So giving real life examples, training them how to handle certain things, the do's and don'ts. Um, and then probably every year, I recommend just because the uh, employment laws are constantly changing. Also, before we move on to the next one, the use of AI in hiring. So that's a really hot topic right now. And there are a lot of new laws and regulations and developments coming out on that. Um, So definitely include that in your training as well. So how do companies know if their hiring managers are conducting interviews the right way or not? You you don't know. Um, (laughs) You can go through the training that I mentioned and and hope that they will be um, complying with the instructions that are given, the laws that are given. I've never seen this before, but maybe a questionnaire or a review of the hiring process afterwards for the job candidate to fill out and give feedback on their experience, what they liked and what they didn't like. That could also be helpful um, in in showing where there might be issues in in the process. I see this happen all the time. And as an executive search recruiter, I work with leadership in HR and direct hiring managers, and they're great at doing their job, being a customer service manager, being a CFO, being a marketing manager, staying in that lane. But when it comes to hiring and recruiting for their department, they haven't been trained and they don't know what they're doing. And it affects the employee's experience from the very beginning to the end. And your trainings would be super helpful in keeping them updated with 
you know, best, best practices. Right. That's that you hit the nail on the head right there. That's actually a huge problem. You can have a fantastic manager who's hitting all their benchmarks and doing all the things that they need to do, not in the management role or not in the hiring role. And so you promote them, uh, but this is a whole new role for them. They might not have the skill set or the knowledge or the background or the education for purposes. And then what happens a lot of times is uh, they're not su- successful in that new role that you put them in. So I, I always go back and to the, the training, training, training component, just because they're good at in one area does not necessarily mean that it's going to translate into another area, especially when you haven't given them the training and the foundation that they need. And it's it's fairly quick and easy to go through the training. I mean, it's not like multiple days. You could do something as easy as one to two hours. Uh, again, just to provide the best practices, the do's and don'ts, and that at least, again, they don't have to be experts on the law. They need to know enough to identify certain issues and escalate things uh, where needed, either to the CEO or to the HR department. I feel like some of those questions that you mentioned, like you have young kids, can you get to work early? Or are you married? Or what were you making your last salary? Seem like obvious no-nos to me and you. But to the rest of the population that I found, it's not obvious. And so I think taking you know yearly training would be super beneficial for a lot of companies. Right. Well, a lot of people find that certain questions are in introductory questions. They're used to develop rapport or get to know the person. Um, things like, where are you from? Uh, your accent is interesting. You know, where, where are you from? Where is your family from? Those are questions that some people might think are more get to know you friendly. Um, the problem is, is that they fall within certain protected classes. And so if you don't hire that person and that person believes you didn't hire them because you were focused on their accent, uh, it could expose the company to liability. There are, like I mentioned before, the employment laws apply to people who don't yet work for the company. So there are a lot of failure to hire lawsuits. Um, something that surprises a lot of hiring managers and recruiters and companies is you can't hire based on gender or race. Uh, that's one of the protected classes. And that means many can refer to as reverse discrimination. So saying I'm only looking to hire females or I'm only looking to hire African-American or, or Hispanic. You can't make hiring decisions based on race or gender or any of the protected classes, um, whichever way you want to look at it. I know recently there was a pretty high uh, substantial jury verdict that was awarded. I think it was in the millions of dollars to a white male executive. Um, and, you know, he argued that the hiring manager was looking for something other than a white male. And I believe he was successful on that. So, okay. I'm really glad you brought this up because I've sat in so many client meetings with hiring managers and executive leaders that say, okay, go out and find us XYZ candidate and it needs to be a diverse candidate. And so you're right. It's reverse discrimination. So that means as a recruiter, I got to go out there and not find the best fit for you, but find someone who fits XYZ that you're looking for, whatever diverse means to you. And it means different things to different people. And so I'm glad that you brought that point up. Right. It, It can definitely get tricky. And so again, this is where the training and the education piece are so very important. So what should leadership do if they find out that one of their hiring managers is asking inappropriate interview questions? 
um, they, they definitely need to not do that anymore. They need to find a way to stop it. It exposes the company to so much unnecessary risk and liability. It's very easy for employees or job candidates to file lawsuits and they will, and they do. The EEOC, um, puts out information every single year and it just shows the thousands and thousands of employment lawsuits that are filed uh, every single year. So they, again, going back to the training piece, they, they definitely need to not, not be doing that, become educated and try to obviously stay away from any of that type of illegal behavior. With the employment laws changing, how do, you, how do companies stay up to date? And then to break it down even further, I mean, a Fortune 500 company is there, does the employment law apply black or white, no matter if you're a startup, small company or big fortune 500? Yes. So the employment laws apply based upon headcount, the number of employees that you have. Certain laws apply to companies with over 50 employees. Certain laws apply to those with uh, 15 to 20. The issue is that the employment laws, at least in the state and, and local sense, apply to very small companies. So five employees, that's a, that's a very small company. Um, so a lot of employers think, well, discrimination, harassment, retaliation, those are only for the big, big companies. Um, but no, they can apply to at least where I'm located in for employers as little as five. And then the wage and hour laws, how you pay your employees over time, things like that, that, that applies to, to companies with uh, small employees as well, small headcounts. So you mentioned your trainings. How can our listeners find you and how can our listeners find access to your trainings? So you can go to my website and if you have show notes, you can include the link um, below in your show notes. I am at uh, carlywanos.com. I post a lot of informational material on LinkedIn as well. If you want to follow me there, um, or you can, of course, subscribe to my newsletter that I have on my website, too. Um, but the trainings, there's for purposes of the trainings, there are different, like I said, I have on-demand trainings, which you can just click and download. Your entire management team can watch um, and view the trainings. Or, of course, I do customized as well, depending upon the company needs. Thanks, Carly. Thank you.